unappreciated, unalleviated, tired of coming up short, fuck abbreviated, want my whole name built out, my old pain built out, no pain, no gain, I blow brains, Cobain, throw flames, blue cane, the coach ain't help out, so I call my own shots, I'm David Blaine, I'm breaking out of my own box, you stay the same, but homie, if you change, man, you change for the better, back when Martin Kane had a thing for Coretta, when then she seen all the dreams he was dreaming, did she ever clue of all the schemes he was scheming? What's up, Sideline Story family? It's your boy JB, Justin Benson, man. And I'm coming back with another podcast episode. Um, this is season two still, uh, episode seven on this season. And today, man, I'm going I'm to do something a little different. I'm going to start something off um, with this podcast that I keep going throughout. I'm going to start some different stuff, just uh, not just sports but I'm going to include everything like that. Um, so behind this episode today, I just want to tell my story. Uh, I know I started off the first episode ever on the podcast as just going into the NBA, but I never explained like why I want to do this, what my story is, what inspired me to do this, and you know my love for sports. So today, that's what I'm going to get into. I'm going to start off with my background, of course, and my story through high school, Growing up in sports and all that good stuff, man. I want this to turn more into to a brand about just people sharing their story. And I'll get further into that later on in this podcast. So to start it off, man, I grew up in a sports household, of course, as many people who listen to this may know. My dad was running back at Prattville High School in Prattville, Alabama. He was all-state, all-city, and he broke every record there that you probably could think of. Uh, he went up um, to play college football and ended up going to Troy State majoring in journalism, becoming a sports reporter. He was a sports reporter all around Huntsville, surrounding areas, covering teams like Alabama A&M, UH, UNA, and also Jacksonville State. So, of course, I grew up around those sports programs a lot. I was at A&M a lot, watching practices and all that good stuff with him. My brother, Jordan Benson, who they call Big JB, of course, um, was an all-around athlete growing up as well. He played football, basketball, baseball, everything you wanted to – every other sport you want to name, he played it. Um, he went on to be a two-sport athlete at Harvard High School where he played football and basketball until his junior year where he decided to focus only on basketball. Um, he was a great player for the Senators. He could shoot three. He's a great defender for him, great ball handling, very athletic. Um, he helped him big time his senior year and was a start at the two-guard and sometimes three-guard position for that team in 2011. So we get into me now. For me, my story was a little different than his. Um, and it's crazy to, to be talking about it now because I, I – I've never really spoke about it to anyone, um, but I'm finna go ahead and be transparent about it, be open about it, real humbling about my story and what happened, man. So I grew up playing sports as well. I started playing basketball at five years old. I played baseball and soccer as well at that time. As I grew older, I gave up soccer and played football around eight years old. I played on the Morovia Panthers, of course, in that neighborhood. Um, I eventually quit playing baseball around nine and started playing travel basketball with all of my friends from the community. And one of their dads was our head coach. Um, if you know me, you know the Morovia flight was probably the best team, in my opinion, to come out of Huntsville in a while, man. Like, we had a ton of talent across that team. And we continued to play with each other from the age of 9 to 13 or 14 years old. Um, this team was talented as all get out. We finished in the top 12 in AU Nationals, Coco Beach. And we were a family, a group of guys who just love to hoop and love to play ball. 
We went from playing together in the summers to having to play against each other in middle school ball because some of us went to Morovia and some of us went to Spartan Middle. We always knew, though, when we got to high school, we'd be a force to be reckoned with going to Spartan. For me, my story gets a little interesting here. I played Morovia, 7th and 8th grade basketball. Um, 7th grade, I started and played good minutes. 8th grade, I was a six-man off the bench. So going into high school, I'm thinking, you know, I can do this. Like I'm going to be on the team. I played good in middle school. Skill-wise, I was pretty good. So I figured I was going to make the team. We go in freshman tryouts. And at that time, I was probably 5'5", 170. Very overweight. But back then, I probably didn't, I didn't care about it. I thought, you know what I'm saying, my, I'm just that good. Um, but I didn't think anything about it, like I said. I mean, I thought my skill level was better than a lot of the guys. So I go into tryouts. I don't make the team. So I'm going to, as I'm going down the list of who made the team, I'm looking at some of the names like, I know I'm better than him. I know I'm better than him. I know he's not better than me. So I just knew it was something else. So knowing me and the relationship I had with the coaches, I went and asked. I'm like, yo, why I didn't make the team? Like, what's the reason I didn't make the team? The answer was, you got to get in better shape, and you got to be quicker to play on this team. So imagine me, 5'5", 175. I had to play point guard. So I go in that summer, and I went to work. Just on getting faster, getting in better shape. I ended up going to D1 sports training facility just to try to get in better shape. And while doing that, I didn't work on my basketball skills. So when it came back to basketball trials in the fall, although I was in better shape, my skills went down from trial number one. So when I go to trial number two, I didn't make the team again. But that time I knew what it was. Like I didn't work I didn't focus that summer on basketball. I did it on just getting in better shape. A year rolls around and that year I played in PRA. It was obvious I should have been playing that, but it gave me a year to just work on my game and test it. So we go into trials, going into sophomore year, and then some of the guys who had the team, they were telling me, you know, like, you know, you should be on this team. You deserve to be on this team. They knew I could play with them. They knew it. And we go into that trial, still don't make the team. So that summer I'm like, you know what, I'm going to talk to the coach, you know, see if I can practice with him so I can show him my skills. So I convinced the coach to practice with him in order, you know, to just show him what I can do. Still work on my game in the meantime. So the fall went around, tryouts, feeling confident as ever. I still didn't make the team. So at that point, I'm like, man, I give up. I decided at that point, man, like, it just wasn't going to happen and wasn't meant to be. So from that point on, like, I just went to the gym for fun. It was just let's go hoop just to be able to kill people and pick up at the gym. So now I'm in the Sweet 13. That year I went and played NPRA again. And so one of my homeboys came to one of my games to support that's what they did. We was family at that time. We still was family. So the game, he came. I literally had like 24 points, seven assists. And it was hands down that I was the best player in the game, in the league, hands down. Like, I knew I shouldn't have, I could have been on somebody's team. So after the game, he comes in and he says, you know, JB, like, you should not be playing this. It's too easy for you. Why not give it one more try? And so that night, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Let me try it, but at a different school. So that weekend, I went to my parents and I said, hey, mama, I want to play basketball. Can I look into transferring to another high school? So the school I asked for was Westminster. Westminster literally was like five minutes down the street from my house. It's a private school. They were four at the time. I was like, yeah, man, like, let me go over there and play. We can make an impact on the team. So I knew the coach over there. He knew I could play. All I had to do was talk to him, you know what I'm saying, let him know I was coming. And so basically, 
my parents was like, let's think about it. So in my head, I'm thinking, let's get back to work because it may happen. So I'm thinking, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go to the gym every day. So that spring from February and April, I went to the gym every day after school. My mom would come get me from school and I would go to the gym, the MCC. My dad worked there. So I'd go from 3.30 when we got out of school, stay till 9 when it closed, when he got off work. Just shooting, running, playing pickup if people came, playing ones for people who came. Just trying to get my game better just in case I did get to move over there. Because I was in my head at that time, it's like, yeah, I'm going over there. I'm going to try again. So come middle of March, my parents come back and say, hey, we thought about it, but we're not going to let you transfer just to play basketball. That's not a good reason for them. And I understood it. I mean, my grades are good at Spartan. I had a 3.2 GPA. I had great friends. I knew everybody there. They said, if you want to play basketball, you're going to make that team and you're going to work hard for it. So I ended up hitting a crazy growth spurt the summer going into my junior year. So I was 5'5", five, five, as I said before, and ended up tra- changing my body, transforming it, toning it up. So going into that, I'm 5'10", now 170. It's still the same weight, but a different view of the weight. Everything just toned up. So... Come May, junior year, they have tries again. And I say, you know what? I'm going to go out here and try out. But I'm expecting the same results. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to make it. I don't care. If I don't make it, it is what it is. So the first day of tryouts, I go and have a great day. I am with like 12 points and a lot of assists between the games. And the second day, I go out there and do the same. So I'm feeling good about it. Like, they're supposed to put a list up tomorrow for the first cut. I'm feeling good. So in, in my head, I'm like, man, I can do this. So I made the first cut. They cut the list down to 20 players that they are looking on varsity. So we come back the next day, and one of the old players who played with them in 2013, he had graduated before and before tryouts, he was telling telling some of the players, like, hey, he going to be on the team next year. Like, y'all sleeping on him, but he going to be on the team. He had a great trial the other day. So that, that just gave me confidence. I'm like, uh, if he believed that, like, I can do it. But I still am just like, hey, I'm not expecting too much because – you know what I'm saying? I didn't got cut the past five times I tried out. So go in that Thursday, and I'll never forget it. I have a great day. And what made what made it different was I played point guard. I had never been a great point guard a day in my life. I was always the shooter, like come off screens, catch and shoot. That was my job. That was my role. I knew it. So I go in that day, and the coach says, JB, you the one. And I remember the first thing I did, I looked, I looked at myself. I'm like, I don't know if I can play the one, but like, I'm like, I'm gonna do it. Like, I got to do it to show them. That day, I did the bare minimum basics, like pushed the ball up the floor, made the right passes, got them to the players on time. They scored. Although I didn't score, I did what he wanted to see, and so it kept my team on the floor because I just gave the ball to the people who could, who needed to score. So they told us they would post a list the next day. So that Friday, I was in math class. That was my third period class. And I go down to the gym. I asked my teacher first, can I go to the bathroom? I'm like, okay, yeah, go to the bathroom. Go down to the gym, and I look at the list, and my name was on the list. I was so excited, but I also was like, dang, I can't believe it. So I go back. I go back to class. And I come back down there, after, like, in the middle of classes, I go back down there. I'm like, bro, let me look at this again to be on the safe side, like, because I thought I may have been tripping. So I go back down there, see my name on the list again. The bottom is say, practice to be next week. We'll start the first practice. I'll get everybody some information. 
So I text my mom and my brother and I said, you know what I'm saying? The dream has been fulfilled. It came true. I'm on varsity. My brother texts me separately and me and him are diehard Kobe fans. And he said, congratulations on making the team, but you know this in your end goal. And I text back and I said, what you mean this ain't my end goal? Like, I've been working to make the team. And he sends the video of Coach Bryant after they played the, the Magic that one year where he says the job's not finished. So I wrote back. I said, what you mean, bro? Like, I made the team the job finished. He said, nah, the job ain't finished. The job ain't finished till you get on the court. He said, it's cool to make the team, but you want to make an impact on that team. And that's when it clicked for me. I ain't want to be a guy who just made the team to sit on the bench. And so from that point forward, I still went hard at work. The Monday after the weekend, I text one of the guys who was my homeboy. I said, y'all working out in the morning? Because I knew they always worked out in the morning before school. He like, yeah. I said, yeah, bet. I'll be there. 6.45. Let's go. So go at school. I'm up there at 6.45 working out with the guys. I had to work just, I had to work just as hard and harder than them. They was already on the team. They knew what they could do. For me, this is my first go around on the team. So I got to work harder than them to prove that I can get on the court. So that summer, at team camps, I remember the first team camp we played at Hoover High School, I wouldn't shoot the ball at all, like in the first game. I had open shots, wouldn't shoot them. I'd pass them, pass them off to somebody. Some of my teammates who I played with on the flight came to me. They was like, JB, you can shoot the ball. Although you didn't shoot, you can shoot. So why not do it? Now, I, I At first, I was doubting myself. Like, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I was playing like, I don't want to fuck up. That's how I was playing. Like, I don't want to mess this up. So they go, you know what, bro? If you if he take you out for missing a shot, that's not basketball. So there's something else to it. So the next game I come in, we play great. And so from then on, like, we just bonded as teammates, all of us. So coming into the season, I played the one and the two, and it was obvious I was more comfortable playing the two guard. So that summer and into the fall, when school started, we worked out after practicing in the summer before school. And then I could tell, like, the work was coming for me. Like, that work was getting to me, and it was showing in practice. We start practice, and as I'm going down, like, oh, no, your team is not your competition. It's a competition because you're trying to make – you're trying to get those minutes. So I'm like – I know I can play over him. I know I can play over him. I know I can play over him. So as we start practice game, evident like, yeah, I can be a six man or even start on this team. Like I can do that. So I use that to my advantage, and I had that mentality where I had to go on the floor. I did all the things that that coaches look at. I took charges. I talked on the floor. I made the right plays, and I can knock down over shots. And I ended up being a key part of that team going to Wallace. I knocked down open threes and was a leader on the court. And as I was playing, it just showed that all the hard work paid off. And so with that being said, like, I use this podcast. I wanted to share my story because it is a very inspirational story. It showed perseverance to really just never give up on things you love. And I take this story a part of life now. I never gave up on basketball trials. Who would have thought a simple basketball trials could, t- could lead me to thinking, whatever I want to do in life, don't give up until you get the job done. And I almost did. I almost gave up. I didn't mention it. But after that sophomore year, I almost gave up. Also, though, what pushed me was, of course, as a younger sibling, you want to be able to do the things your other, your older siblings did. And that also motivated me. I wanted to play high school basketball just like he did. 
I wanted to be a key part of the team just like he was. And so that's what motivated me. So I just wanted to share this story because, like, it's it's to say that your story matters. If you listen to this, your story matters. Whatever your story is on your why of why you do certain things, it matters. And nobody's story is bigger than yours. So don't be scared to share your story because your story could be the next thing to motivate somebody else. With that story and also my favorite rapper, J. Cole, debut album and song, The Sideline Story, that's how I came up with the name for this podcast because it's a platform that everyone is able to tell their own story, as I said before. I put my heart and soul in this game of basketball and wanted to play for that Spartan team, and it worked out for me in the end. No matter what, like everybody's story does matter, and nobody, no matter what your story is, it can be a story that's needed for somebody else to be inspired to do something else. No matter what you get out of a story, just remember this. Whatever you want in your life, work for it, and never be discouraged, and never quit by taking nails, because you never know when it may be your time to win. So never stop believing. And on that note, man, that's all for this podcast. I just want to say thank you again for listening, showing the love and support over and over again. Last thing before I end the podcast, I will say this again. Be the change you want to see in this world. Be the change. Peace.